Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The January 6th riot. Speaker Pelosi. She has objected to two members. No committee in Congress will work if one person is picking all who can serve. Ridiculous to put them on such a committee seeking the truth. We are not out of the woods yet. The Delta variant. The number of cases rising again. Getting vaccinated. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a political trivia Thursday. Your category, they share this in common. I promise you it's going to go quick. I uh, test drove this uh, question and it was answered in about a tenth of a second correctly. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll play in about uh, 540, so... uh, Get ready to dial in. Be the first ones because that's going to go quick. WITN News is reporting two major hospital systems in the state told employees today that they must soon get a COVID-19 vaccine. Duke University Health Systems and UNC Health announced a mandatory vaccinations and emails to their workers. Both systems said employees must receive their vaccination by September the 21st. So what if you don't want to get it? I mean, there is, there's a shortage of nurses. What if you don't want to get it? The announcement by UNC is for its owned hospital, but this is important because a lot of these hospitals are in our listening area. The announcement by UNC is for its owned hospitals, but does not include managed hospitals like UNC Lenore Healthcare in Kinston, Wayne UNC Healthcare in Goldsboro, or Nash UNC Healthcare in Rocky Mount. A spokeswoman for the UNC Lenore said they will talk about a vaccination requirement, but don't see making that move anytime soon. It comes as other major hospital systems in the state, including including Atrium Health, Cone Health, and Novant Health, also announcing vaccine requirements. Vident Health in Greenville said while it is not announcing vaccine requirements today, Its leadership team, along with its infectious disease expert, is urgently discussing when and how we will take this step. So says uh, Michael Waldrop, CEO of Vident Health. Um, I've given Joe Biden a hard time. I'll continue to give Cousin Eddie a hard time, but I will give him kudos when I think he does something right. Town Hall has uh, released a uh, story this afternoon that Joe Biden earlier today announced new sanctions on leaders of Cuba's communist regime as crackdowns on peaceful protesters and political dissidents continue. Quote, this is from the Biden administration, quote, I unequivocally condemn the mass detentions and sham trials that are unjustly sentencing to prison those who dared to speak out in an effort to intimidate and threaten the Cuban people into silence. The Cuban people have the same right to freedom of expression and peaceful assembly as all people. The United States stands with the brave Cubans who have taken to the streets to oppose 62 years of repression under a communist regime, Biden released in the statement. He goes on to say, today my administration is imposing new sanctions targeting elements of the Cuban regime responsible for this crackdown. The head of the Cuban military and the division of the Cuban Ministry of the Interior driving the crackdown to hold them accountable for their actions. 
This is just the beginning. The United States will continue to sanction individuals responsible for oppression of the Cuban people. It is notable Biden is using the term communist to describe Cuba's government. When the violence against Cuba citizen, Cuban citizens started two weeks ago, the Biden administration avoided using the term for nearly a week. Instead, officials blamed the uprising on a lack of vaccines and said Cubans were disappointed with the mismanagement of the economy. Yeah, mismanagement of the economy. Uh, communism is one big mismanagement. You know, what's so interesting about this, though, so that he's going to impose additional sanctions. Now, we haven't heard what those sanctions are, but he's going to impose additional sh- sanctions. Uh, AOC, just a few days ago, blamed the United States for Cubans' troubles because of the sanctions that have been there against Cuba almost since Fidel Castro took over. So, obviously, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and uh, Cousin Eddie are going to have uh, some disagreements there. Did you know that last night CNN had a town hall with President Joe Biden? You didn't? Well, you're not the only ones. Nobody showed up. I mean, the hall in which they had it, I'm guessing by looking at the hall, it probably held four or 500, maybe more than that. Maybe 75 people were there. Now, you could have said there was no interest, perhaps. And, you know, you, you still say to yourself, 75 people show up and this guy got a 80, 81 million votes last year. Uh, don't think so. But nonetheless, you could tell by the applause it was a heavy pro-Biden uh, a meeting there, gathering. In fact, I think of the people that asked questions, eight were Democrats, three were Republicans. National Review editor Jack Butler slammed the event, saying he feels it's a far cry from the successful town hall events of the past. A lot of those town halls are pretty lame. Saying the format should be abolished, he called it a hideous spectacle, unbecoming of a self-governing republic that continues to get worse. Biden largely skated through a kind of cliff notes of current events by invoking either his preferred cliche or talking point of the moment or a variety of emotional, ironic, rhetorical devices as he saw fit. Quote, if CNN had any shame or respect for the citizens of the self-governing republic, the network would never air one of these idiotic events again. (laughs) Butler added, not sugarcoating it, is he? But don't expect that to happen anytime soon. No, as long as they can uh, try to hold Cousin Eddie above the water line, they'll they'll do their best. Newsbusters managing editor editor, uh, Curtis Hawk noted that eight Democrats were allowed to ask questions, only three Republicans. Um, Gabrian Media founder Tom Elliott sarcastically said Biden, Biden was crushing it when sharing a viral video of the president struggling to answer a fairly simple question on whether or not uh, we should vaccinate children. Cut one. That's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact uh, um, 
uh, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. That's underway. Yeah. You mean, what do you mean? What do you mean, Joe? The follow-up question, Dave Rubin said, the follow-up questions from Don Lemon should have been, Joe, are you okay? You having a good time, Joe? (laughs) Joe, do you know where you are? Um, What's interesting is later, and I've got a couple other clips here for you, but later in this town hall, Don Lemon refers to Joe Biden as the big guy. He said uh, during the town hall, he said, you've been the big guy for six months now. And he goes on to ask him, you know, give us some inside information. What's the inside scoop of the White House? The big guy. Now, why is that significant? Because the only other time that Joe Biden has been referred to as the big guy was on Hunter Biden's emails on his laptop. Well, isn't that special? The big guy was notably used as a reference to Cousin Eddie, Joe Biden, in a leaked email thread allegedly involving Joe's son, Hunter Biden, making a deal with a communist energy firm. A section of the email contained a uh, split reading, quote, 10 held by H, Hunter, for the big guy, which was a reference to the big guy, Joe Biden. Representative Elise Stefanik uh, from New York remarked that this connection, as well as uh, saying, wow, even Don Lemon knows Joe Biden is the big guy. Yeah. Now, I mean, that is that is curious. So uh, during the town hall. Among other things, this ought, this ought to really get people riled up. Now, like, granted, I know Joe doesn't really know what he's talking about. And, you know, if it was anybody, if it's a Republican, any time they examine every little comma, jot and tittle. Is that the right expression? Um, but anyway, Cousin Eddie is up there talking about gun control. This, this ought to get you riled up. Listen to what he says about gun control, cut to, and this is including handguns. Listen to what he says. Actually, crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Guns. I'm the only guy that ever got passed legislation when I was a senator to make sure we eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle is ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things, whether it's a nine millimeter pistol. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things. Uh, He said it. Uh, he's he's pushing to eliminate the sale of a nine millimeter pistol. He said it. Now, I, again, you know, well, that's Joe. You know, Joe, Joe, go back to the home. Joe, don't keep your mouth shut, Joe, and go back to the home. He's saying it. He's saying he wants to take away your right. And he, not, he didn't say, 
you know, it's been assault weapons up to now as if, you know, these assault weapons, you know, Mark Robinson was saying, you know, it's, it's hardly more powerful than a 22. Some of these, quote, assault weapons, they look cool, but they're they're a rifle. I mean, you'd think if you heard Joe talking that we were buying and selling machine guns. But Joe wants to take away your right to own a nine millimeter handgun. You know, it's interesting. Representative Matt Rosendale from Montana. You can imagine that Matt is pro Second Amendment. He is leading an effort to introduce articles of impeachment against David Chipman. He is Joe Biden's pick to be the director of Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives. Should the Senate vote to confirm him to the position? Now, some question is whether that will happen or not. But the reason why is because Rosendale saying this guy is working against our Constitution in the fact that he wants to take away Second Amendment rights of Americans. So should we impeach Joe since he just admitted it last night on live TV? Um, It was interesting how COVID has uh, continued to come up. Joe Biden last night during the town hall said, we don't talk enough about this. Speaking of COVID-19, we don't talk enough about this, I don't think. One last thing that's really important is we're not in the position where we think that any virus, including the Delta virus, which is much more transmittable and more deadly in terms of unvaccinated people, the the various shots that people are getting now cover that. You're okay, quote, you're okay, you're not going to, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Now, Earlier today, so that was last night. In fact, play it. You got cut four there. Uh, give me a second here. Yeah, uh, we'll play three first. Hold, hold on, we'll, we'll go with three of them four. Um, so earlier today, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is asked, "Is the Biden White House going to be transparent in releasing the numbers of people who work in the White House on the campus of the White House?" that work there, will you be transparent and simply share with us the number of people that have been infected? Now, again, last night, Joe said, if you're vaccinated, you cannot get COVID. This is Jen Psaki, cut three. This is Jen Psaki from earlier today. It's been a couple of days since we talked about the breakthrough case on the campus here and that you acknowledge there were additional breakthrough cases. Can you give us now the number of breakthrough cases that have occurred uh, during the Biden presidency? Well, I would say first that um, our medical experts, our health experts, have been conveying from the beginning, as have we, that there would be cases of individuals who are vaccinated who uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, there are 2,000 people who work on the campus. Uh, and of course, so that means that just to 
statistically speaking, there will be people who are uh, vaccinated individuals who get COVID on the campus. Uh, what I announced yesterday or conveyed yesterday was what our policy would be moving forward. Uh, but no, I don't think you can expect that we're going to be providing numbers of breakthrough cases. No. Really? That's not transparency to give us a number, not the names, but a number of these cases. You must have that information. Well, Kelly, I think one, we're in a very different place than we were several months ago. Uh, the vast, vast, vast majority of individuals who are vaccinated who get COVID will have will be asymptomatic or have mild cases. Uh, every individual uh, at this White House has been offered a vaccine. And we have been very clear that we will be uh, transparent with anyone who has had close proximity contact with the president or any of the four principals as deemed by the White House Medical Unit uh, with all of you. And if they, uh, if they approve having their name released, we will also release their names, but we will protect their privacy. That will be our policy moving forward. And we understand and agree that that is in the public interest. So just last night, <laughs> Joe Biden said, you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID, period. Today, Jen Psaki, press secretary for Joe Biden, they are in the same administration, comes out and said, well, come on, Kelly. You know, oh, I mean, circle if, back on that. yeah, circle back on that. But, you know, if you get the vaccination, you're still going to get COVID. I mean, you were, they're going to be mom, but you're still going to have cases of COVID. Can you, first of all, can you imagine if... Somebody in the Trump campaign or the Trump administration would have said related to this. No, we're not going to tell you how many. And, and unless they give us permission, we're not going to tell you who. But we're not going to tell you how many. This this would be headline news. Whoever the press secretary would have been, Sarah Huckabee or whoever, McEnany, whoever it was at the time, they would have run her out of town had she been that direct. But suddenly the Biden White House is real casual about COVID. What's the big deal, Kelly? Yeah, you're going to have some people get it. What's the big deal? <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, there you go. Hypocrisy. Hey, before we go to break, our friend and colleague and ally when it comes to music, Mark Miller for 107.9 is on the line with us right now because... He's getting ready to hear some Eagles music. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on there, Tom? Getting excited. Our final concert on the Common of the season, live at the Town Common in Greenville. A beautiful night. Another one. We've ordered up how many? Like five in a row now. Yeah. Where we've had picture-perfect evening, and we've got such a treat for you. And, and you can tell by the crowd that's already here. On the border, the Ultimate Eagles tribute band is here. They take the stage in a little over a half an hour, and... Um, I mean, what's more to say? Eagles music. You've got the the band, the Eagles. You've got uh, the solo careers of Don Henley and Joe Walsh. They're going to play so many songs that you were just like, oh, yes. I forgot about that one. Yes. That's so good. And, I, I, and I think that's why I think so that's why this band is so popular is because every song they play, you can sing along with. I mean, anybody that's yeah. above 40 years old is going to know right. every every word to every song. Every song is a stone cold hit. And they so faithfully cover them, too. They're, to do the Eagles, you really got to be a good band uh, in terms of harmony. And uh, they are just tremendous. And every single one of them, you see, you close your eyes, you're going to feel like you're at an Eagles show. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was right in your backyard. And, and honestly, last time I checked, it cost a lot more to go and see the Eagles 
than it does to come out here. It is the free <laughs> show here at the Town Common, and uh, it is another beautiful night for We hope to see a lot of people. We're already seeing a lot of people here, but even more are on the way, I guess. All right, Mark Miller calling in live from the Greenville Town Common on the border, the ultimate Eagles tribute band. They get underway at 6 o'clock tonight. It's a perfect evening for a little Eagles music. Thanks, Mark. Stay with us. News and views will be right back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back, and it is going to be gorgeous tonight for On the Border down at the Greenville Town Common, the Ultimate Eagles Tribute Band. Your weather forecast, nice. Partly cloudy, a low around 69. Tomorrow, a slight chance of afternoon showers, just a slight chance. Otherwise, sunshine with a high near 87. Uh, more of the same for tomorrow night with a low around 68. Chance of precip both in the afternoon and tomorrow night, 20%. Saturday and Sunday, both highs in the mid to upper 80s. Lots of sunshine, clear and cool in the evenings with lows in the low 70s. So a great weekend of weather. A great weekend to go out and get in some golf. Ironwood Golf and Country Club brings you weather. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole lead Trevino design course, full-service dining and outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees, Call 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. 252-752-4653. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Donnie from Greenville has been waiting patiently on hold. Hey, Donnie, how are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. What's up? I just want, I just want, I love your show, man. Well, thank you. Appreciate (laughs) that. I'll wait for it every day. Well, I appreciate it. I just want to say, uh, it's, that vaccine, they, man, they're pushing it. I just noticed today it's on the news, like on our local news, uh, the CNN. They're they're pushing it hard, real. They're pushing yeah. it harder and harder every day. Yeah, I, I really feel like something's coming with it. They're getting ready to make that. They're going to try and make it mandatory. That the, the, yeah, the I mean, pass, you know, the passport deal like yeah. in France right now. Yeah, I, I that that would fit the narrative of the authoritarians that would fit the narrative. Um, so I, I hope that isn't the case here. Here's the only thing that will stop it, Donnie. And that is people standing up and letting their voices be heard. You know, the Biden administration backing down off of this uh, abolitionist critical race theory propaganda that the department of education was pushing They've now backed off of that, and I think the reason why is they began to see the pushback on that issue from the American people, just uh, parents and citizens across the board and from every background and race just saying this is ridiculous. You claim to be anti-racist, and yet you're promoting racism, and you're turning our children into either racist or victims of racism— and uh, I think the Biden administration said, oops, maybe we pushed that too far. I think the same thing could happen with this vaccine if enough people. Now, I mean, a lot, you know, there, there I think 
the vast, vast majority of true Americans are against critical race theory. I, you know, there's probably more of a split between those that have been vaccinated and those who don't want to be vaccinated. But even a lot of the people that have been vaccinated, they don't necessarily want other people to be forced to be vaccinated against their will. And that's basically what it's coming down to. Well, I mean, I look, I read the comments a lot to see where everybody's at. And it seems like the vast majority are thinking the same thing like I do with it. Nobody don't. I mean, it's, it's just all blown out of proportion. It's, it, you know, it's like, like with the LGBT, the race, the racism, they hear this from every side, you know, and it's, I really feel like it's a room of a hundred people and 10 people get to scream real loud. And the other 90 are just standing there, like looking at them like they're crazy. And we're the 90 looking at the other 10 with, with the critical, all of it. It's Donnie, just, they Donnie, got a boom box and we don't. Donnie, I want to tell you, that is the best description I have heard of what is going on in a long, long time. That it's, is a great crazy. description of what is happening. You're absolutely right. I love it. I feel it. like it's, it's like that across the board. You know, if you turn on, I don't watch CNN, but I mean, you don't have to watch CNN. You get on Facebook. I'm watching TV, and the, if I catch the commercials, they're pushing the LGBT on bank cards. You you know, you know the sport. It don't matter where you look and see the racist or it's LGBT rights or. Yep. It's just the vaccine. I mean, it's it's. From, I'm sure if I could think for a minute, there'd be three more things they're pushing. You know, it's just well, as as I announced at the beginning of the program, um, two major hospital systems are now saying Duke University Health Systems and UNC Health said everybody that works for them must be vaccinated by September the 21st. Biden. Now, again, those are those hospitals they own. The hospitals in eastern North Carolina, down in Kinston, up in Goldsboro, over in Rocky Mount, they are managed but not owned. They are not a part of that mandate. But Biden, well, you came, know, Biden came out and said, we're not sure yet. I, I hope they don't go there. And the reason why I think they might not is because they're in need of uh, some of their employees uh, in the medical side of things. I don't know if they're in need of all the administration side, but in the medical side, the nurses and the doctors, they need them. I don't know if they'll they'll force them or not. And my hunch is many of them have already been vaccinated anyway. Well, we have what? It's probably been, what, six months? It ain't even been six months since lockdowns were let loose and everything's kind of got back to normal. Has it been six months? Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, since it's been normal, probably more since like three the vaccine, months. Yeah. We'll, we'll say since the vaccine came out where everybody yeah. could get it. Yeah, six months. The hospitals, we'll say it kind of feels like it's somewhat back to normal now. Right. Well, a few months ago when it just started, everybody could get it. Whoever wanted the vaccine could get it. The hospitals were not overwhelmed or whatever they were saying when we were locked down, you know. And the more over the past six months, we'll say, or four months, p- more people have gotten the vaccine. You know, the number, the percentage of Americans have gotten it over the over the time. More and more people have gotten it from zero percent to whatever sixty, seventy percent is at. The, the approximately, hospitals are yeah, not approximately. getting worse. Yeah. You know, the no. hospitals have not gotten worse, and more people have gotten it. So right, it's your own business. That and, is the key. <laughs> that you're you just hit the nail on the head. I reported that yesterday. Even though there are some uh, some numbers going up with the Delta variant of COVID, those numbers are up, but the hospitalizations are not up, and the deaths are not even occurring. 
So it's yeah, it's a lot to do. Uh, I'm not saying about nothing, but it's certainly overblown. Donna, yes. great point. I love your analogy. Ten people hey, with a boombox and 90. Yeah, there you go. Pay attention to what's happening in France. They yeah. tried to lock there where you couldn't go to the grocery store, all that. Those people stood up and put a stop to that. He backtracked real fast. Yep, yep. Well, if, if they push that kind of thing, I you know, I even wonder if they – if they start, if they start to lock down again, I don't, I don't think people. If, if listen, if they stood up in France against the lockdowns, I think they'll stand up pretty loudly in in the United I, States. I hope it's a different story this time. If they do, yep. Thanks, Donnie. Appreciate the call. Five six one eight two five five. I tell you what, let's uh, take a time out and let's come back and play political trivia, shall we? The number to call. 252-561-8255. Your category for political trivia today, they share this in common. And I uh, again, I tested this question out and it was answered correctly in about a hundredth of a second. So I think it's going to go quick. Give us a call. We'll play when we get back. Welcome back. It is time for political trivia. Your category, they share this in common. Your prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions with a fitness coach. A $20 gift card to the Pirates Cove Car Wash, proud partner of the ECU Courtesy Car Program. A gift card for a free round of golf with cart at Ironwood. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, U.S. 70 West in Havelock. Also a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious baked fresh made from scratch goodies. And a gift card to University PC Care. Remember, if anyone in your family has recently won, let 60 days pass before you play again. First up from Greenville, we have Terry on the line. Hi, Terry. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. You ready to play? I'll give it a shot. All right, here you go. Here's your question. Category, they share this in common. What distinction do Presidents Washington, Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Lincoln share that is unique to just these four presidents? Give me the name of the presidents one more time. Washington, Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt and Lincoln. I'm going to say they're the ones on Mount Rushmore. You got it! I said it was going to go quick. It did. Yes, they are the four presidents right. that are carved into the face of uh, Mount Rushmore. The artist Gutzon Berglum selected these four presidents because, from his perspective, they represented the most important events in the history of the United States. Congratulations, Terry, and uh, hang on. That was Thanks. quick. Hang on the line. Uh, um, Clark's going to get all your information. We'll get you those gift certificates. And uh, for those who didn't call quick enough, sorry. Terry beat you to the punch. I'll be right back. Shotgun with your 5 o'clock drive. Well, the drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7.
Congratulations, Terry from Greenville. We got our political trivia right. Uh, what do they have in common? Washington, Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Lincoln are the four presidents up on Mount Rushmore. And uh, Terry, got a boatload of goodies. We'll get to you. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to John. He's on the line. Wants to talk about the uh, COVID shots. Hey, John. John. Hey, how are you? Yeah, there you are. I'm doing well. Oh, so out there in Nevada, what we dealt with is at the beginning of all of this, the hospitals were empty when we were told they were overflowing with patients. You could put a baseball down the hallway and not hit anybody. And now we're at the point where, you know, that we've got shots in arms and seems like every five or ten minutes we've got a stroke team going somewhere or we've got you know, uh, cardiac calls going out on the radio, and business is booming now. So for a company that's been struggling for years to find help and decent help at that, I think it would be extremely foolish to force that on their employees. I know just in the past few months there's been multiple emails about that we're at code-red capacity, level-red capacity, all hands on deck. They don't even want people to go home when they're sick because they're struggling that bad to have workers in there. Yeah, you know, so I, I, my... I think that's a terrible idea. Well, I, I hope that um, the, the folks over at uh, Viden would uh, have the same thought process that you would have. Uh, yeah, I just don't... I, I just... Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for the call, John. Appreciate it. Um, yes, sir. Have a good evening. You too. Uh, we'll see where Bye. it goes. I, I'm not sure whether or not... Uh, Vident will uh, follow in the footsteps of uh, the other hospitals. They usually seem to, but uh, we'll see on this. Maybe it'll be a different story. Town Hall is reporting um, the situation where Jim Jordan and uh, Representative Jim Banks, the two Republicans that Kevin McCarthy wanted to put, two of the five that he wanted to put on this January 6th commission, Of course, Nancy Pelosi said yesterday that she would not seat them. And then later in the day, McCarthy said, "Okay, well, you know what? We're going to pull everybody off that committee. It's a joke. And uh, there's been a lot of people that I think in a real sense are almost pleased. I know I am that uh, the Republicans aren't going to participate because it would have just given legitimacy to a fraud. The uh, Jim Banks, the Republican from Indiana, he wanted to call to the hearing the head of the Capitol Police Union, who was a very loud critic of the security failures, which really fall on the shadow, uh, on the shoulders, I should say, of Nancy Pelosi. What's interesting is he went to Benny Thompson. Benny Thompson, I think, isn't Benny Thompson the guy that was during um, the the big uh, hurricane down in uh, New Orleans? Wasn't he the guy that was, uh, or, or it was the big hurricane that hit New Orleans, but it also affected uh, Mississippi? He was hiding a bunch of money in a freezer or something like that. Uh, anyway, he he rep- <laughs> he's the Democrat. He heads up this committee, and uh, Banks went to. Uh, went to Thompson and said he planned to call the head of the Capitol Police Union. And apparently Thompson was in agreement with that, was was going to oblige. 
And uh, this is uh, Jim Banks is what he's saying. He said, well, this is why Nancy Pelosi won't let us be on there. And uh, Jim Jordan, you know, he he inferred the same thing yesterday, that they have always been constantly referring back to the fact that, wait a minute, we had information coming down before what happened on January 6th happened. We knew there was going to be an issue there. They had information, and yet the secretary, uh, the the uh, speaker, I should say, did nothing about it. I'm glad that they're not participating. Again, I think it would just have given legitimacy to a kangaroo court. Daily Wire is reporting on Hunter Biden. You know, he has uh, got those wonderful pieces of artwork. I mean, just people can't get a hold of them quick enough. You know, I mean, (laughs) you're going to tell me you take paint, you put it in a straw, and you blow through the straw, and the paint spits up on the canvas. And you're going to tell me that and never done any artwork before in his life, just picked it up after he becomes the uh, son of the newest president, and uh, people now want to pay $500,000 to buy it. Hunter Biden is reportedly expected to meet with prospective buyers of his high-priced artwork, a development which comes after the White House claimed that the identities of the buyers would be kept a secret. And who thinks this is a good idea? (laughs) Who thinks this is promoting government ethics? The shows, a small private affair in Los Angeles and a larger exhibit in New York City, will give Biden the opportunity to interact with potential buyers of his paintings, which the gallery expects to sell for as much as $500,000, according to CBS News. CBS News. I mean, this isn't some right-wing publication. This is CBS reporting this. Asked whether Hunter Biden would attend events, George Burgess Gallery's spokeswoman Robin Davis said, oh, yes, with pleasure. He's looking forward to it. Of course he'll be there. The report comes after the Biden administration claimed that the identities of buyers will be kept a secret from Hunter, from Joe, from the administration, and from the American people. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki previously said that keeping the identities of the buyers a secret, a deal that the White House reportedly helped craft, provided quite a level of protection and transparency. Well, why is it the liberal groups that are always trying to hide something love the word transparency? But wait a minute. He's going to be interacting with potential buyers, but he'll have no clue who the buyers are. So are they going to put a blindfold on the guy? You can touch their face, but you can't, you know, we're going to disguise their voices and you're not allowed to look at them. (laughs) This is unbelievable. A source familiar with the matter told CBS News Hunter Biden will not discuss potential purchases, prices, or anything related to selling the artwork. But that raises the question, how would the public ever know what was discussed? Yeah. I mean, transparency. Nobody's allowed to know anything, but this is the best way to be transparent. And just yesterday, just yesterday, this genius in the White House said, we need to have more of my spending programs passed through Congress so we can spend more money because this is the best way to curb inflation. Wow. Walter Schaub, the former head of the Office of Government Ethics under Obama, this is a guy under Obama, 
blasted the idea that Hunter Biden would meet with prospective buyers of his artwork, which would go as high as $500,000. Quote, is Hunter Biden going to walk around the art show blindfolded? It just goes to show you the focus isn't on government ethics. It's just showing the child of a president can cash in on the presidency. Bingo. The Biden family, I mean, this is the truth. The Biden family, is, are they're like small-time crime operators running a numbers game or something in, in the inner city. Uh, remember Spiro Agnew? You know why he had to leave office in disgrace? He pled no contest to the charges that he was still taking kickback money that began from a construction company when he was the county executive for Baltimore County. He was the county executive, started taking kickback money, went to be the governor of Maryland, continued to take the kickback money, got all the way up to the vice presidency and was still taking the kickback money. I mean, he was a a small-time petty operator, but a thief cannot walk away from collecting on an extortion payment. I mean, they can't. It's in their blood. And it's in the Biden blood. Schaub has repeatedly slammed the administration over the way it is handling the situation involving Hunter Biden, who currently is under federal criminal investigation over matters related to taxes and his foreign business dealings. Now, don't expect those to go too far. But would you not think even I mean, even though nothing's going to happen to Hunter Biden, I mean, nothing is going to happen to the guy. Nothing happened to Hillary. Nothing will happen to Hunter. But you would think that this was all the more reason that he walked the straight and narrow. I mean, my gosh, we've got evidence on his laptop, and yet he still wants to, he, he can't help himself. Biden should beg his son to stop this art sale, bringing all the pressure a father can bring on the son, Schwab said. If that fails, he should insist on disclosure of the buyers and commit to publicly releasing all records of any meeting between any government official and any of the buyers. Quote, imagine being a government official who pipes up at a meeting to say, darkness is the best disinfectant. (laughs) That's what the Biden administration believes, I guess. Uh, Let's see. uh, Let's keep it outsourced, keeping it secret. Um, You know, it, it really takes some chutzpah to sell this as an ethics win. I I mean, (laughs) but for the most part, he'll get away with it. I I don't expect any time soon to see uh, Hunter Biden get any kind of trouble at all. He'll just double down and keep on taking. I mean, if he gets in trouble, it will be because he keeps on taking and taking and taking Eventually, Daddy won't be in the White House. Eventually, Republicans will be in charge. Unfortunately, though, Republicans, if history tells us anything, they won't do anything about it. They'll just say, well, let bygones be bygones. It's happened in the past. And so somebody else down the road will go ahead and do the same thing that Hunter did. Hey, our thanks for uh, you joining us today. And again, congratulations to Terry from Greenville, our political trivia winner. We're off tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday. We'll see you then at 5 o'clock. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye, everybody.